The news continues to happen, and the Schrader Show is here to decipher the madness, to make sense of what's real and what's propaganda, to offer a point of view. This is 1360 and 97.5 WTAQ. Now, here's Steve Schrader. Well, good early afternoon, Northeast Wisconsin. This is the Schrader Show, and I am your host. This is not the Schrader Show. This is the, pardon me, this is the Shannon and Schrader podcast. So let's welcome Shannon in. Sorry about that, Shannon. Wasn't trying to uh, hug the limelight there. Um, the, no, this is not the Schrader Show. This is the Shannon and Schrader podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, we're back here on Thursday. We just posted yesterday's podcast uh, this morning, had some issues with the um, recording yesterday, so we weren't able to post it yesterday, but it is up there today. Check it out. Uh, I think you'll enjoy what we had to say yesterday, um, and we're back at it again today, as we will be every week, as we said yesterday. Shannon, when are we going to do podcasts? Because... We're going to do it now consistently. So tell the audience wh- when we're going to do these. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And you can text... Wh- uh, 794- sh- text Shannon yes. to 79489. And, and then you get a direct link right and, to the podcast. And you get a direct link right to your phone, right to the podcast. So if you're if you're listening to this podcast... By the time the next one's up, you'll get a notification. So um, awesome uh, that we could get that set up. Uh, uh, Thanks to Jason Hillary, who helped us get that set up uh, yesterday. So uh, today we we got a couple of, quite a few topics. Um, East Palestine. And, well... There's Mike Gill, and if you don't know who Mike Gill is, do you know who Mike Gill is? I do. Yes, I do. He was the one that was just carjacked. He was. And so we've got that. We've got uh, the latest from Snoop Dogg and his evolution towards being a Trump guy. Um, And then I've I've got a tip for you. Uh, Well, Shannon's got more of a tip for you, right? Because you and... You just built a home last year, mm-hmm. and well, we'll 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 help the we'll help share with the audience a trick to get around government regulations and all this green crap that they push down your throat. So if you're like me, and you're trying to increase your carbon footprint, <laughs> or if you want to take a shower with actual uh, water pressure, <laughs> um, we'll give you a tip. To do that, especially if you are building a new construction, um, we'll give you a little bit. We'll give you a little tip to to get around that. So, um, uh, lots of stuff to get into. Let's talk about let's talk about Mike Gill first, um, because this really hits home to me today, and I'll tell the audience why after we read this story. This out of just the news. A former Trump administration official was hospitalized Monday evening with a gunshot wound following a lethal carjacking spree by a suspect whom authorities ultimately killed in Maryland. Mike 
Gill served as chief operating officer and chief of staff to the chairman of the Commodities Futures Trade Commission, the CFTC, until 2019. A spokeswoman for the family confirmed to the Daily Wire that, quote, Mike Gill was the victim of a shooting at the 900 block of K Street Northwest on Monday evening and is in critical condition, end quote. After allegedly shooting Gill, the suspect attempted another carjacking, failed, and ultimately shot someone else in a third hijacking. Authorities later identified the second gunshot victim who died during the incident as Alberto Vasquez Jr. After the carjacking, authorities indicated that the suspect committed multiple additional incidents and shot at least one other victim who did not sustain serious injuries. The suspect, who allegedly fired on multiple law enforcement vehicles during the rampage, the incident ended around 4 a.m. on Tuesday morning when officers shot the suspect. Now, this is Washington, D.C. And again, they have catch and release, right, Shannon? Mm -hmm. It's just like the situation in New York with the cops that were beaten. We'll get into that again. Because, yeah, one of the migrants that are migrants, one of the illegals that was released, you know, gave a double, double flip off message to all of us and a big smile on his face as he walked out of the out of the jail. And and this hits home for me and I'm going to tell you why. What time was it last night? Oh, about 5.30? Five, well, about 6, 6 by the time it was all said and done. So we did the podcast, and then we uh, went to Doug's Take 5, and Shannon's husband met us there and, and just talked and had a drink and, and pretty much left, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm dry, and I live relatively close while I'm driving, and, and I pull into my parking spot, and I'm trying to back up to, you know, just slightly so that I could, you know, pull into the slot a little straighter. And a car stops behind me and starts revving the engine to where if I was, if I were to try to back up, I couldn't back up. So they start revving the engines. Now, at this point, I pulled my sidearm and now what I carry, I carry a, a police style, military style Sig Sauer P two fifty, forty cal. So it this weapon doesn't have a safety. So when I chamber around It's for a reason. It's because I feel a threat, right? Like they sat behind my vehicle, revving the vehicle. And Shannon's looking at me I'm, I'm, as I'm telling the story. And they're sitting there revving the vehicle. Now, while they're revving the vehicle, I'm going, okay, what is this situation? So I chambered around in my pistol. I transferred the drive shaft from, now it's just in two-wheel drive, to four-wheel drive low 
And I was about ready to put it in reverse and put these guys in the Fox River. Okay. So, and then one of them got out, a gentleman of Hispanic descent, and I yelled out the window. I said, is there a problem? And they just kept walking, which was a good thing. But I'm not going to be intimidated in my home. And I'm just telling you, the American people are going to get sick of this. Your thoughts? Uh, Yeah, there's going to be more and more and more incidents like that. Just like the the police officers in New York, it's just going to keep happening and happening, and they got they have to do something about it instead of just letting them go. Well, and that's just it. This is a common sense thing. Look, it doesn't matter what race, nationality, sexual orientation, whatever. People understand what's going on at the southern border. They know it's not right. They know what we're doing isn't right, and they know Joe Biden is doing it, and they know Joe Biden's doing it on purpose. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's amazing to me. And again, I'm going to say something to the landlord and I'm going to say, look, those intimidation tactics will not work on me. And, you know, I'm probably going to, going to drop a dime to a buddy of mine in the police department and, and make them aware of it. Uh, you know, dotting all I's and crossing T's because look, uh, you know, I am not going to be. Do the people live there where they just drive? The, the one does. I've seen him before. The one that went into the apartment, he does live there. So he got out of the vehicle. He wasn't the one driving the vehicle. Now, the one that was driving the vehicle got out of the vehicle. Yeah, I stayed in my vehicle at this point um, because, well, for a lot of reasons, but they were all tactical right like i wasn't going to get out of the vehicle because they'd have to approach me which again they're the threat and second of all if i'm in the vehicle i've got all kinds of options to defend myself yeah right so i wasn't going to leave the vehicle because that was my best that was my best form of defense at that point was the vehicle you know obviously they didn't know i had a pistol Locked and loaded and ready to go. I mean, it, and again, the last thing I want, the, let, me, let me state this abundantly clear so I can't state it any clearer. I do not want a violent confrontation in any sort. Do not want it. I appall violence. It's right up there with beats. Do you like beats? No. I hate beats. Violence is right up there with beats. I don't like it. But I'm also not going to be intimidated in my own home. And that's all I have to say about that. So we'll leave it, we'll leave it at that and move on to the next subject. Speaking of scumbags, <laughs> that's an easy transition to Joe Biden, isn't it, Shannon? It is. Uh, it really is. Um, so let's, uh, I want to go and play a little bit of sound for you and... Now, this was a call, um, a, this is from, on Twitter, it's Bubble Bath Girl is what this guy goes by, but his name is Paul A. Sapula. is that how you would pronounce it, Shannon? Yeah. Zapula, uh, S-Z-Y-P, 
P-U-L-A. So don't know if that's made up or not. But it is a 22-second uh, audio. And what's shown on Twitter, and this is from Good Morning America. I can see the GMA logo in the lower right-hand corner. So Good Morning America must have been filming this this morning. As Brandon called, I don't know which particular uh, family this was. But it was one of the three soldiers killed in in Jordan by Iran. And, well, I mean, again, he is... He is such a scumbag. This is what he says to her. Now, if you can't hear it, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what he said. But uh, listen tight because he's going to say, my, my, spun, my son spent a year in Iraq. That's how I lost him. And again, we all know Bo did not die in Iraq. Here's what scumbag Joe Biden. It means to us. Oh, well, I tell you what, it means a lot to, a lot to me. My son spent a year in Iraq until I lost him. And uh, I, uh, you know, 1%, 1% of all these kids are the ones that we're going to take care of 99% of us. Shannon, what a scumbag. I mean, you know what? Just console the family. Why do you have to make it about you, and why do you have to lie about it? I, I know. He always has to throw that in, and he, and it's it's the same lie. I know. Oh, it's, it's the same lie over and over and over again. And what do we hear constantly? Oh, Donald Trump's a liar. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's and, and Good Morning America is running this. And I have a bet, not one of them, not Strahan, not one of them, called it out and said, you know what, Joe Biden's an effing liar. His son didn't die in Iraq. Oh, I'm sure they didn't. I, I, I can't imagine him doing no. that. <laughs> and, and, of course, they wouldn't. But, again, it's, 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 it's. Par for the course. It's just weird. Why? Do, why does he always have to throw that in? I, I, I honestly, well, I mean, trying to, trying to diagnose a sociopath is not easy. I suppose. And and Biden is clearly a sociopath. I mean, I, I just look at the record, right? <laughs> yeah. It's all about him. He's above the law for all his nonsense about how the Packers, how Donald Trump thinks he's above the law. It's not it's not we the people that think we're above the law. It's the elite in the swamp in Washington that think they're above the law. Correct. Makes me absolutely sick. Mm-hmm. Now, so the news came out that Brandon to visit East Palestine about a year after the accident. Your response to that, Shannon? Well, what took so long? Why didn't he go in the first place? Trump did. Trump did. And, well, I I can tell you why. Because he didn't give a damn about those people in East Palestine. But 2024 is an election year. So... So now he thinks maybe, now maybe he's it's good. Yeah, and, and again, now he's going to go, 
you know, feign compassion yep. for those of East Palestine. And guess what? They he doesn't have any. He doesn't have any compassion for them. He doesn't, and they know it, and they don't want him there. I know, and that's why. Here's here's the great part. The uh, the mayor Trent Conaway. He's been great right from the start, right? Mm-hmm. Right from the start, he's credited Trump and bashed Biden because not because he wanted to bash Biden, but simply because of the fact that that um, simply because of the fact that Biden didn't do anything when it happened. I mean, literally, they didn't. Joe Biden could have got there at any point, Shannon. I know. Like a normal president. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, remember when George W. Bush flew over Louisiana? Remember that? Mm -hmm. And Hurricane Katrina? Yep. And all the criticism and all Bush was trying to do was get down low enough to get a view of it. Mm -hmm. Again, it's the double standard that is just. Uh, it just drives me absolutely. It drives me absolutely crazy. Now Trent Conway, he he said, you know, the best time for Joe Biden to visit uh, East Palestine is February 2025 when he's on his book tour. And you know what? Even then, they're not going to want him there. No, even then, they're not going to want him there. But uh, this was on Fox News last night. It was uh, Brett Barron, Brett Hume, but here's Trent Conway. You know, about four weeks ago, the East Palestine mayor uh, released a statement about this possibly happening. The president is always welcome to our town, he said. That being said, I don't know what he would do here now. We're going on a year and nothing from the White House. The best time for him to come would be February of 2025 when he's on his book tour. Kelly Saberi of Fox Business caught up with him after the news today. Take a listen. I wrote a letter to him uh, about a month ago saying that, you know, I think he needed to come. And I was gracious in the letter. Uh, I think he needs to see what's going on here. Do you still stand by that comment about the book tour? I 100% stand by the comment about the book tour. I I think that's the best time for him. Him personally is, you know, his Joe Biden. That's the best time for Joe Biden to come. Uh, I think the best time for him to come would have been whenever, you know, whenever this happened. So the mayor making his feelings clear. So, I mean, I don't blame the mayor. Oh, like, yeah, for sure. It's, it's, don't, don't, don't show up now simply because, you know, it's an, it's, it's an election year. Exactly. Yeah, it's, 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 it's amazing. We've got another uh, resident of East Palestine. Um, another resident talked as well. Again, this was, this was Fox News as well. No, I think it boils down to the American people have awakened to realize that our, the leader of our country did not show up to the greatest catastrophe of 2023. And now he's going to show up because it is an election year. Uh, and obviously the polls show that, that President Trump uh, came and supported us when he didn't have to. And, and I think we saw right through it from the beginning and, and not to make it political because I will support any president that serves our country because otherwise it's like, again, I've said on your program before, it's like rooting against your favorite team's quarterback just right. to see the backup. I, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a scenario where 
we know what he's doing. The American people see it. And right. now it's, hey, we have to go visit East Palestine because we haven't done that yet. And check, right. the, check it off. Yeah. The hey, DJ. So. So. Uh, <laughs> DJ uh, Yorkley is this guy's name. And he's an East Palestine business owner. He nailed it. Yeah. I, I mean, again, the American people get it. Yeah. I mean, you guys. Oh, I'm talking to the audience. You get it. I mean, you pay attention. You know all this stuff is going on. And guess what? People get it. They can't They can't hide it, right? Right. And, and they're doing exactly that, just checking it off the list of things they need to do before the election. Well, because that's, that's speaking of it, I saw, I saw Brandon, and Newsmax was covering it, okay? And, and, and Shannon, you've said that you've seen this, too. Watch Newsmax and watch their coverage because they'll show Biden getting off the back uh, stairs of Air Force One because uh, the rear of the aircraft, it's much lower. And obviously, uh, we've all seen Brandon try to walk upstairs. Yep. Um, but he gets he gets off the plane. What, is this yesterday morning? Or is this Tuesday morning? I think it was Tuesday morning. Yeah, I can't. He gets off the plane, and there was a black gentleman, and then there was Jill. And when he got on, when he got off the plane, Jill pushed the black guy towards Biden, and he starts walking to Biden, and you can tell Biden has no idea who the hell he is. No. And then Jill comes in, and. And, and I'm being dead serious when I say this, and, and I'm not, look, I think Joe Biden's always been a scumbag, mm-hmm. okay? Now he's a scumbag with dementia as well. Right. I'm not making fun of the dementia because there's nothing funny about dementia and Alzheimer's. Let me be, okay, there's nothing funny about that. What I'm trying to say, and I I am trying to be delicate here because of the fact that there isn't anything funny about cognitive decline, but very much like an old man or an old woman in a nursing home, constantly touching hands and like, it's almost like he has to touch her all the time to make sure She's there. You know what I mean? It's and, all, well, I mean, and he needs her to guide him. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's like she's his seeing eye dog. Yeah. That's, that is what, what basically what she does is tell him where he is, which way to get off the stage. Like, she'll come on the stage just to show him how to get off the stage. I know. It's, and, and, yeah, he has to hang on to her. It's very, and you very could, sad. You could tell as they were talking, she's trying to say, oh, you remember... Bob or whoever the guy was, right? And and you can just tell that. And then she keeps talking to him. She keeps talking. And then it was like, then all of a sudden, it, you could almost see the light bulb start to flicker a little bit. And then he, the drugs must have kicked in. And then he knew who the, then he, then, he then it Bob looked was. like he knew who the guy was. So again, I'm I, I really I'm not trying to 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 rip on cognitive decline or any, so I, I I wouldn't. But he's the president. But he shouldn't need someone to guide him and tell him who people are and well, how to get off stages. Correct. This is a national security thing. Oh yeah. 
I mean, this is without question a national security thing. And, and uh, again, while there's nothing, look, look, Ronald Reagan, you know, yesterday I said all my, all my heroes are dead. Yep. But I go back to Reagan. He showed us so much about what a president was supposed to be, how a president was supposed to act, right? Mm-hmm. The dignity of the office. He also, he also showed us how to get sick and die. And I, and I mean that in all sincerity. The 1994 letter that he wrote to the American people announcing his Alzheimer's is one of the finest crafted documents. And it's a short letter. I'll, 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 I'll get it. And 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 I, I'll re, I'll I'll read it at some point. I thought we I thought we had it at some point. I I, I know I have a I, th- I know I have a book at home. Uh, I have Reagan: A Life in Letters, which was is a great book, by the way. So maybe you were just talking about it. For um, some reason, I think I read it. <laughs> yeah. It, it, so the, first of all, Life in Letters um, is a great book, and it was all these correspondence. Reagan was a prolific note writer, okay? He he wrote handwritten notes to people and all this. Well, and he wrote letters. Le- I mean, he wrote letters to Hugh Hefner at Playboy and, 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 and all these are in the book, right? All these letters are in the book. But his 1994 letter announcing his Alzheimer's, Ronald Reagan showed us how to die in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Like, he, he said... Now I begin the journey that will lead me. I, I don't want I don't want to mess it up without without actually having it. But he basically said, "Now I enter the sunset of my life," you know. And basically, he, he was announcing that he was leaving public life. He wasn't going to do any more speeches. You, you know what I mean? He 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 he. And then he did come out and and. Talk in 1996 at the RNC, um, which surprised a lot of people. Um, but it, it was a it was a good it was a good day for him. And again, it it's it's such a it's such a it's such an example of how to um, I don't know. Die with dignity. Yeah, to die with dignity and to show, to show, yeah, here it is. I'm just, that's why, all right. Yeah. Okay, here we go. I think I've got it. Okay, I'll read it to you real, real quickly. November 5th, 1994. My fellow Americans, I have recently been told that I'm one of millions of Americans who will be affected with Alzheimer's disease. Upon learning this news, Nancy and I have decided whether as private citizens we would keep this a private matter or whether we would make news known in a public way. In the past, Nancy has suffered from breast cancer and I have had my cancer surgeries. We found through an open disclosure we were able to raise public awareness. We are happy that resulted in many more people underwent testing. They were treated in early stages and were able to return to normal, healthy lives. So now we feel it's important to share with you. In opening our hearts, we hope 
This might promote a greater awareness of this condition. Perhaps it will encourage a clearer understanding of the individual and its families who is affected by it. At this moment, I feel just fine. I intend to live the remainder of my, the years God gives me on this earth doing the things I have always done. I will continue to share life's journey with my beloved Nancy and my family. I plan to enjoy the great outdoors and stay in touch with friends and supporters. Unfortunately, as Alzheimer's disease progresses, the family often bears a heavy burden. I wish only, I only wish there was some way I could spare Nancy from this painful experience. When the time comes, I am confident that with your help, she will face it, face it with faith and courage. In closing, let me thank you, the American people, for giving me the greatest honor of allowing me to serve as your president. When the Lord calls me home, whenever that may be, I will leave with the greatest love for this country of ours and eternal optimism for its future. I now begin the journey that will lead me to the sunset of my life. I know that for America, there will always be a bright dawn ahead. Thank you, my friends, and may God always bless you. Sincerely, Ronald Reagan. What a beautiful letter. Yeah. I'm glad I could find it. Uh, an absolutely beautiful letter from an absolutely beautiful man. I'm talking about his soul. <laughs> I mean, he was a good-looking guy. I mean, he was an actor, but, you know, yeah. I'm talking about... I knew what you meant. I knew you knew <laughs> what I meant. So, But I wanted to make sure the audience knew what I meant. So, um, And then I think we've got one more... Um, soundbite. Yeah, here's uh, here's Tim Scott. He was on he was on with uh, Brett Bear last night. Actually, it was the Senator Scott. Uh, Rick Scott was on there as well. But it's Tim Scott that you hear uh, talking about the mayor of East Palestine. The mayor of East Palestine said Joe Biden can come in January 2025 when he's no longer president. <clears throat> the mayor of East Palestine said Joe Biden can come in. January 2025, when he's no longer president. I like it. And, and I, you know what? I like the fact that Tim Scott, Vivek Ramaswamy, Ron DeSantis, they're all, they're all out there with Trump saying, hey, time to unite. Yeah. Uh, he's basically, that's a, actually an endorsement for Donald Trump from the mayor. Well, I, I think that, well, I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't think there's going to be any doubt that Trent Conway is going to endorse Donald Trump. Well, yeah. I mean, but... I, I mean, he talked. Well, and, that, and, and again, that was. Trump has a magic about him that. You know, one of the reasons politicians hate him. He has a magic with connecting to the American people like no one I've ever seen. I, I, it, it, it's got to be close to Reagan and Kennedy. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, the left hates him. But when you go to a rally, when you go to a Trump rally, it's it's high energy. There's a lot of people there. Uh, and they're great people. They're all great people. And there's no place more fun than a Trump rally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you've never been to one. I've been to five. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it really is. 
it really is a lot of fun. And and he just connects. Remember when he went to East Palestine, what did he do? He didn't go and give a speech. He went and he sat with residents and he mm-hmm. talked to them. And then he went to McDonald's. Yep. And then he bought everybody McDonald's. Yep. I remember that. And you know what? I can't believe that's a year ago already. I know. But he wasn't in office and he made it there within, what, a week? He was there within a couple of days. Yeah. I mean, as he- As soon as he could. Right. As soon as he could. You know, and and by as soon as he could, you know what that means? Well, the left's tried to keep him tied up in legal crap for all this. You know what I mean? So, yeah, his schedule's been pretty busy. Yeah. Right? I mean, he's got all these, and which is which is by design. That's exactly what they wanted to do. The, you know, all these court cases are all about doing two things. Trying to make a, trying to chew through his assets. And, and making it so he can't make it to his campaign rallies and and talk to people. Right. And you, you know what the good thing is, though? Unlike other politicians, A, he's got Trump Force One. Yeah. And B. He doesn't sleep. <laughs> he doesn't sleep. I mean, that was the, the, the funny part is the amazing part about that is. I, I, Donald Trump was a hero of mine as a kid. I, I mean, a buddy of mine that I went to school with, Mike Schulke, him and I, we loved Trump as kids. We both read The Art of the Deal. I read, the, I read both The Art of the Deal. And then I went back and read The Art of the Deal back in the early 2000s again. Still a great book. And then I went back, uh, and then the second one was, what was the second one? He wrote a book, uh, he wrote a book after after going through his tough times back in the 90s. Remember when when some of those casinos went broken yeah. in Atlantic City? And, and, and again, it wasn't just Trump's casinos. It was Atlantic City kind of died there. And, and, yeah, Trump had some casinos that went under. The Taj Mahal was – he built that way too – way too fancy to, to – ever be something that could be paid for. But, uh, oh, the art of the comeback. That's what it was, the art of the comeback. And he wrote about it, and and I've told this I've told this before on air, I'm sure, but, and he said he remembered during the height of it, and he was broke, and the banks were all over him, and creditors, everybody wanted his scalp, and everybody's like, Donald Trump's finished, Donald, you know. And he said, yeah, he said, I'm driving. Yes, I'm in my limousine. But he says, and I see this guy on the street corner and I'm like, you know, that guy doesn't have a penny. But right now I got billions in debt. (laughs) And he's like, and he said, but, you know, it was, okay, dust yourself off, get back at it. And he did. And he did. And and he switched. He kind of switched gears, right? He went from he went from building these mega casinos to buying and and having some of the greatest golf courses on the planet. My point is, he's an example of persistence, both in business and more more than that, in his pursuit to regain the presidency. Yeah, he can't be stopped. No, and I mean, and again. The good thing is, for the benefit of the American people, his policies are the right policies for America. Now, a couple of 
Do you see this? Oregon, I showed you this Oregon State yeah. story. Yeah. Now, this is, bra- this is breaking news. Um, but their Supreme Court just said that 10, of course, 10 Republican state senators, 10. I wonder how many state senators the state of Oregon has. I don't know. Good question. I mean, the entire government's run by liberals. (laughs) I know. So, I mean, did they just take out the entire Senate? Sounds like it. So this this is breaking news. Like as we as we come on air here, and this is Thursday, early afternoon, about a quarter to one or so. Uh, this out of just the news: Oregon GOP state senators who stage walkout over abortion can't run for re-election. High court decides. The measure to prevent walkouts after the GOP lawmakers staged other walkouts from the legislature in 2019, 2020, and 2021. The Oregon Supreme Court on Thursday, so today, ruled that 10 Republican state senators are ineligible to run for re-election after they participated in the quorum-denying walkout for six weeks last year to stall legislation on abortion, transgender treatments, and firearms. The high court decided in favor of the Oregon Secretary of State, LaVon Griffith Velade who had disqualified the senators from running for office again after voters approved a measure in 2022 to amend the state constitution to ban lawmakers with more than 10 unexcused absences from running again. Five of the 10 GOP state senators, Tim Knopp, uh, Daniel Bonham, Suzanne Weber, uh, Dennis... Lynn Cup. That's a weird one. And Lynn Findle. So you have an overwhelmingly Democrat state. And I'm sure the reason the GOP walked out is they were probably going to ramrod some absolutely awful bill through. So the GOP walks out, so they, they, but you know what? They put it up for a state constitution. What are you going to do? Or is this more election interference? I don't know. Uh, it's. See, look, folks, this, I, I, this, this is not how things should be. No, that, that's because, for sure. Yeah, because look. If you want to get rid of somebody electorally, beat them. Beat them in office, right? Yeah. <laughs> don't, 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 you need the courts to be, and we'll wrap it up with this, but George Soros, that's what he decided to do years ago. He said, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to go down that route. I'm not winning at the ballot box because guess what? Socialism, communism doesn't work, right, Shannon? Right. <laughs> and so we went after these secretaries of state, and now we're paying the prices and DAs and all this other stuff. So, again, it shows the importance of local issues. And, again, we've got some, we've got some news coming here from the state of Wisconsin. I'm just 
waiting for the go, and I will share that with you. So make sure you tune in on Saturday. Any final parting thoughts before we wrap up this Shannon and Trader podcast for Thursday, the 1st of February? Well. And preview the Schrader show on Saturday. I just want to say how look how nice it is out on February. Oh, it's 1st. absolutely gorgeous it's out like there. Spring out and there. you could almost sit outside for I know. We should get some lawn chairs. For five or ten minutes. Well maybe we'll have <laughs> for to For five or ten minutes. Yeah, for five <laughs> or ten minutes and I'll be cold. But um so awesome. Um we will be back and again we're 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 consistently going to do these podcasts Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So please, if you want to get those, text Shannon, S-H-A-N-N-O-N, to 79489, and it'll come right to your phone. Remember, freedom can't be centralized, and whether you like it or hate it, in your heart, you know, we're right. We'll see you on Saturday.